Hello everyone and welcome back. This is Shameless After 30. I am Theasia M and today is very special even though I say every episode is special but today this one is very very special to me because this one is catered to all of my men, all of my fellas out there. I have heard your plea, I've heard your cry and trust me I totally sympathize with you and I understand. So today's episode is Shameless Expectations versus reality the male edition so like i said this is catered to my men and this is mainly for you women this is definitely a um, eye opener for you i hope it helps anyone out there that is um you know feeling like they are on this pedestal of life and what they expect from men but they have the very bare minimum to offer so this is um you know women having so many standards for guys but nothing to offer for themselves now ladies you guys you know myself included i have once been guilty of this but thank god i have had this you know this epiphany i am very woke now women we have this expectation in these standards we set men to such a high standard okay we put them on this pedestal of our expectations are just so high that our nose will bleed it's just so high up there in altitude yet the expectation that women have for themselves is just so low they have such ex- their expectations are the bare minimum you have such a bare minimum expectation for yourself which i cannot fathom to un- understand for the life of me as women you have these standards which are not wrong to have standards and what you require of a man but you have to be realistic you have these standards where you want them to have this that and a third and you don't even have a minute fraction of what you're requiring of a man to have and it just simply doesn't make sense so the whole synopsis and whole purpose of this is make it make sense you're out here looking for green grass and sunshine yet you're offering nothing but tumbleweed and cloudy skies it's just not logical we have to keep that same energy when we require so much from a guy and the things that we feel like they should have and we should do the same for ourselves when we're achieving goals accomplishing day-to-day tasks and things of that nature the whole breakdown is we have to be realistic we have to be realistic with ourselves so for me i believe in the law of attraction you can't attract six figures and i say this in attraction for a meaningful relationship because by all means let's be realistic if you live in miami you can find a guy that made six figures you can find a millionaire that's not hard to do but to find someone that sees value in you to create a relationship of substance that is what i mean so when you're attracting these guys you have to understand that it's all based off the law of attraction you're requiring six figures when you're not even accumulating plausible income it's just not realistic now don't get me wrong you will most definitely be able to meet said counterpart but for it to blossom into your ideal happily ever after you have to be able to bring something to the table as well so this plays into you know us wondering why we keep meeting the same type of guy why every relationship ends the same and the reason it always ends the same is because you're starting it the same way now let's start with the type of guys that we're meeting like i said i believe in the law of attraction so when you're talking about like the law of attraction you have to understand it solely has to do with you as well it's what you're putting out into the universe so if you're saying you want a man that makes six figures there's no way you can want six figures where you're not even working on your path to getting yourself to six figures your relationship keeps starting and ending the same because you're not changing you you have to change the things that you're attracting 
You have to change the things that are within you. You're putting out things into the universe that you're not really sure of for yourself. You're putting out very vain things into the universe and you're getting very vain things back. When you say you want a man that's six feet, like, okay, what's wrong with a guy that's only 5'10"? You could definitely be missing your blessing, your happily ever after, because you have a very vain height requirement. Now, I can understand if you are a beautiful Amazon woman, you are like six, seven or whatever the Amazon requirements, height requirements are. But for us, five, six and below, you keep saying you want a man that's six foot. But honey, any man that's a foot over you, he's taller. So why miss your blessings because he's not over six feet when you're 5'10 can be that guy that you're looking for? It's just basic attraction. Then you have those women that say uh, they want like a flawless man. You saying that you want a man that's well-groomed, well-dressed, drives a certain type of car, lives a certain type of lifestyle. Now, let's pause right there. You're not wrong for one of those things. I don't want any woman out there to feel like the things that I'm saying that you're wrong for wanting those things. You can very much want everything. You know, shoot for the moon, fall for the stars. You can want any and everything on earth, whatever your dream, whatever your mind can wander past, whatever you want, you can have. But what my purpose for this is to let you know the things that you want, you need to want those same things for yourself. You're attracting what you are. Okay, you guys meet these guys, um, you know, that have a a regular nine to five and there's nothing wrong with a regular nine to five because a lot of people that work a nine to five are very happy and we, we are here thinking that you have to be making millions to be happy there's a lot of millionaires out here killing themselves they're not even happy so the things that accumulates happiness doesn't have much to do with financial gain it's more of achieving goals that you're setting for yourself now back to this criteria so you're saying that you want a well-groomed man you know all of these things which are super great because i feel like every woman should want a man that takes pride in the way they leave the house the way they step out the way they represent themselves because it tells a lot about your character now this is where i have the issue you're saying that you want a man that has this certain type of uh, exterior criteria but you don't have that for yourself. You say you want them to be well-groomed, yet a lot of you walk around with broken nails. I don't get that. You walk around with dirty nails. I don't get that. As a woman, how can you be okay with saying you want a well-groomed man, but you don't take time to groom yourself? Then you have those women that are like, I want a, a guy that drives this type of luxury car. How can you want them to drive a luxury car and you have no car? I mean, you should be with a man that has perfected uber pool or uh uber x uber plus you should have a man that has uh rewards points with uber you don't even have a car so how can you put down a man that doesn't have a car just like you but say that you want a man that drives a maserati ashton martin or uh, a mercedes xyz whatever series mercedes when you have nothing equivalent to that of what you're asking for it doesn't make sense. Then you have the women that are like, oh, especially in Miami, you know, being here, living here, um, living in a high rise is like the thing. Living in condos is the thing. I get it. We live in South Florida. Um, it's all about the views and it's all about the amenities. So that, okay, great. Kudos to you. But then you have those women that are like, oh, I mean, they know every condo name. They can tell you all the amenities in these condos. They can even tell you the front desk girl name and the valet's name yet they don't live there they don't even live in anything equivalent to said building 
okay? You're saying that you want a man that lived the condo life, yet you live at home with your parents, or you live with 50 roommates. It doesn't make sense. How can you acquire and require so much of a man or even a woman, if you are in the LGBTQ community, how can you require so much of your counterpart when you don't require that much of yourself? How can you say you want a man to live the condo life, but you're okay sleeping in your twin bed that you were raised in? It doesn't make sense. And a lot of times, women are judging men that live at home. Now, there is a clause in that statement. There are some people that, especially if they're like in their career, some of them, and it's a culture thing, some of them, they do live at home, but they're saving them the money to buy a house. So there are some instances where I do feel like, okay, if a guy does live at home, there are some control questions that I do need to be answered. I need you to answer them for me so I can know where your mindset is at. So there are some instances where, you know, I get it. You do live at home to save money because there was a guy that I dated. He was a firefighter. Okay, he lived at home for like a year or two to save money. And when he moved out, he purchased a home, paid for it cash. So, I mean, we can't really judge men too much that live at home because you don't know the circumstances of them living at home. But even if, regardless of what, you cannot say that you want a man that lives condo life when you're living roommate or sharing a room with your little sister life, it doesn't make sense. Then you have the people that party all day. I get it. A lot of times, I'll reference it back to living in Miami. Nightlife is a big thing here. And I don't see it as a big thing in a sense of partying. It's, it's a money business. There are a lot of women, a lot of men that you're going to meet down here that work at nightlife. And that's because you can work at nightlife and make the same amount that a person, oh, even more, honestly, even more than a person that sits behind a desk pushing a pen all day makes. So when it comes to like a person that works in nightlife, I don't really judge off that anymore because I do understand that, you know, that's your money. That's how you're making money. You're capitalizing off supply and demand. And the supply and demand of Miami and South Florida is nightlife. It's tourism. So I get it. So, but my, my thing is you have those women that party all night and you work zero. You have women that won't even date a promoter. They won't date a person that works in nightlife. They won't date a bartender. They won't date a barback because they're like, oh, that's not the ideal job of the man that I want. But you have barbacks that are making five, six hundred dollars a night, a night, tax free cash. That's five, six hundred dollars. They're walking out in cash in hand. But you're saying that you want a, a CEO of this company which is fine, you can want those things, but you can't put down the guys that don't have to put on a suit and tie, but they're still making suit and tie money. So you're saying that you don't want a guy that works in nightlife, that a guy, for instance, I'm gonna narrow down and zoom in on barbacks. You're gonna want a guy that's not a barback because a barback position in the eyes of a, a person that doesn't know any better, doesn't know that a barback can still make great money. A barback can still make seventy eighty thousand dollars a year just being a barback at the biggest highest high-end intel clubs a barback can make at minimum and this is literally minimum sixty five thousand dollars that's at minimum a barback can make up to a hundred grand a year in the right club down in miami but you have women that are like oh i don't want a barback but you have no job i don't understand that make it make sense a man can't take you serious if you don't take yourself serious and i say this as far as men that are really looking for looking to settle down or 
guys that are looking for an everlasting relationship or like I said, not even just guys, even women, counterparts, significant others, people that are looking to find a significant other. They can't take you serious if you don't take yourself serious. Now, living in South Florida, there are some pastors that I can give that I will give people. You have to understand that, like I pointed out just now, nightlife is a thing here. That is, uh, you know, if this is a tourist state from Miami all the way up to Tallahassee. Everything, every little small city all the way down, trickling down south is a tourist state. We capitalize off tourism. So I do get it that you will meet people in clubs. And when you meet people in clubs, there are some people that you will take serious. At first, at one point in my life, I was like, oh, I can't take a guy serious that I meet in the club. But then I have to step back and realize, hey, like I do live in Miami. Meeting a guy in a club is equivalent to probably meeting a guy in a Starbucks in like Oklahoma. Like you just have to understand that that, that is the norm. You know, clubs is a norm. Bars are the norm. Those are meetup, normal meetup places when you live in South Florida. The gym, the gym is a meetup place when you uh, meet in South Florida. Like that is just a thing. You know, social media, social media is the big new norm. Like it's, I'm sure it's a worldwide norm as far as like dating and dating apps, but it's just something about living in Miami. That is the norm. People don't even ask you for your phone number anymore. They rather ask you for your Instagram. You know, and even dating apps, they like to, um, it, it's, I guess it's more easier to meet up with a person off a dating app because it just narrows down your interest. So those are different type of aspects that I do give a pass for when you're living in a high volume city. Um, uh, I, will, I don't like to label this as a party city because I'm born and raised here in Miami and not everything is a party aspect and element, but um, a high volume, fast paced city. So I do understand that you're going to meet people um, in clubs, bars, apps, gyms. I understand that. But at the end of the day, regardless of where you meet them, how you meet them, or what you're talking about on said apps, you have to understand that you still have to have substance. Once you meet up, you still have to be able to communicate with these people. You still have to be able to talk to them. You still have to be able to hold conversation. And that's what a lot of women we lack. You're popping on the ground, but when they meet you in person, there's no substance. You can't hold a conversation. You're so busy on your phone because that is the only thing that you have to offer. Now, I do understand that money is to be made on all social media platforms. I feel like everyone should be trying to make money via internet, via apps, via IG, via Facebook. That is the thing to capitalize on these days. But you do have to understand that there are real people and we still live in real time. Outside of that world, we have a real life. You still have to be able to hold a conversation. When a guy does meet up with you off of these dating apps or off of social media, what do you bring to the table? What do you have to talk about? Who are you? Of course, they see what you do on Instagram. You can't talk about the things you post on Instagram because those are things that they saw already. They want to know what they couldn't see. They want to know what they couldn't read. They want to know what they couldn't click. You have to be able to show them and illustrate your substance. Now, when we focus in on substance, let's go to, like I said, after when it's time to initially meet up with people, okay? You have people that once they do meet up, they like to um, let their representative speak for themselves. So for me, I do feel like when you meet a person, you're never your true self. You're never in your true state. So I call that the representative. So the representative is the facade, the mirage, the whoever you want to put out into the universe 
to have them think you are. Now, you you meet up and you tell this person, hey, I'm accustomed to five-star meals, five-star treatment. Then you get to these restaurants and then you order wings. I don't understand that. Or you order appetizers, things that you are familiar with, which I don't understand. If someone's taking you to an Italian restaurant, why not try the things of that culture? Chicken wings are not the thing of an Italian culture. I don't get it. But you're so accustomed to a five-star living. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. It's not registering. Then you have those women that like to add an, an S on the end of shrimp. Those are probably like my worst. That is my biggest pet peeve. You come in with the bad and bougie, but then you order shrimps. I want shrimps. I don't even know what that is. And not only do you order shrimps with an S, ugh, annoys me, but then you order dessert wines with your entree. You order dessert wines such as, for example, Moscato's with a steak. Now, this may go over a few people's head, and the only reason that I'm making this a point is because you have some women or some counterparts, some significant others, or whatever you're interested in. You have people that will meet up on a date, and, and they will come just so strong and so judgmental, and will have the person thinking that the person that they're going to meet is just of such a high caliber of a person, yet when they order, you're ordering a Moscato to eat with the steak. But you're so, you're such a dignified and exquisite person. I just don't understand that. And you're such a, a five-star dining person. Just so we are clear, Moscato and Riesling are dessert wines. That is something you drink to clear your palate after you have consumed your meal. That is when you're having dessert. That's why they're called dessert wines. Okay, so for all you women out there, you you get you meet up with these men, you meet and you want them to take you to five star restaurants, okay? And we're talking about three hundred dollars, two hundred dollars at minimum for the tab, and that's if you only have one round of drinks. So you have those women that are like, oh, I only eat at XOX Steakhouse, and I only eat this or that. Then they get there, they want chicken wings, and then they want dessert wine, and all they want to do is be on their phone. It does not make sense to me. If you're saying you want a man or a counterpart that makes six figures, you have to understand when they go to steakhouses, they know how to order off of the menu. They know how to properly pronounce items off the menu. Shrimp is not a thing. When you order shrimp or prongs for you bad and bougies, most of the time they're prongs, not shrimp. But you order these things off the menu, you don't even know how to properly order them. Now, I'm not against anyone that likes well-done steaks, you know, I mean, to each his own. I personally prefer them to be like medium. I need it to be pink. But a person that is accustomed to fine dining, you understand that things cook to a certain temperature. It comes out a certain way. It comes out as a better grade. When you order certain steaks, it's a better grade of steak. So it should be cooked at a certain temperature for you to enjoy the succulent and juicy and and the seasonings of the steak. And then you have those girls that when they go to a steakhouse, the nerve you to want A1 sauce and pour sauce all over their meat. I don't understand that. Now, don't get me wrong. If you go to an Applebee's, TGI Fridays, or a Longhorn, something like that, I would get it. I would understand because the grade and cuts of beef is very minimal. Like, it's very 
simple. It's very basic. But when you go to these high-end steakhouses that you require guys to take you to, and then you order a skirt steak well done, that makes no sense to me. The steak is already so thin. For you to order it well done, it shrivels up to the size of a freaking holiday wallet. And I say a holiday wallet because it's the ones you get from Walmart that you're like, oh, I forgot to get XOX a gift. Oh, boom, got him a wallet. It shrivels up to that size. So, men, I have heard your plea. I heard your cry and I sympathize and I totally agree with you. But women, I just need you to step it up. Step your pussy up, okay? You're out here saying that you're this type of woman, but in all actuality, you're not that woman. You have champagne taste with beer money. You want guys or people that take you out on dates to take you to these fine, high-end restaurants, but you would never go there on your own and take yourself. You have to acquire more for yourself to require more out of your mate, to require more out of a person that you're pursuing or a person that you want to pursue you. And that's just that. So I thank you guys for listening. Guys, I thank you for being a great audience as well. I do usually cater to the women because I am a woman. So everything I do uh, touch bases on is from my um, aspect, is from my views. But I definitely um, understand you guys when it does come to uh, dating out there. Guys have just as a hard time of dating as we do as women. I thank you guys for listening. This is Shameless After 30. I am your ambassador of good times, T-H-A-M. Follow me on Instagram, Shameless After 30. And also my personal page is Glam Star with two R's and a capital T. Thank you guys and be blessed.